Hey, I want to very quickly tell you about a form or pattern of argument called a syllogism, give an example of that, and then show you how, if you know this pattern of argument, this can help you see why some simple, very common arguments against abortion are very bad arguments, and you can show that. All right, so uh, arguments are conclusions supported by premises. Here is a standard example of a syllogism. Conclusion, Socrates is mortal. Why think that? Socrates is a man, all men are mortal, therefore Socrates is mortal. This is very easy, and um, but let's apply it to some arguments about abortion. Um, many anti-abortion arguments have the word life in their, or organizations have the word life in their title. And there's this uh, common question, when does life begin? Well, consider this argument. Life begins at conception. Uh, embryos in beginning fetuses are alive. Let's that be the first premise. Therefore, abortion is usually wrong. Well, let's turn this into a syllogism. Embryos in beginning fetuses are biologically alive. Anything that's biologically alive is usually wrong to kill. Therefore, embryos and fetuses are usually wrong to kill. And so abortion is usually wrong. Well, the second premise, anything that's biologically alive is usually wrong to kill. That's just false. You know, mold, bugs... Uh, bacteria, cancer cells, random cells, all sorts of things are biologically alive, but they're not wrong to kill. So um, that argument is not a good argument. The uh, persistent focus on when life begins is kind of a big distraction, um, unless you sort of put the argument in better language, which sometimes happens, but it sometimes doesn't. Maybe knowing this can help people uh, put it in better language. All right, next argument. Fetuses are human, therefore... Abortion is usually wrong. Um, you know, this is very common also. But let's make this a syllogism. Fetuses are biologically human. All things that are biologically human are usually wrong to kill. Therefore, beginning fetuses are usually wrong to kill. Well, again, fetuses, um, are not again, but fetuses are biologically human. They're not cats. They're not dogs. But... All things that are biologically human are usually wrong to kill. Well, what if you just had some random cells that were human cells? They're not aardvark cells. Would those cells be wrong to kill? No. What if you had some random organs that were alive? Would those organs be wrong to kill? So this premise, all things that are biologically human are usually wrong to kill, is, as stated, false. Now, maybe they mean something better. If so, they could learn how to talk better. So let's uh, get a better version. Embryos in beginning fetuses are biologically human organisms. All biologically human organisms are usually wrong to kill. Therefore, fetuses and be embryos in beginning fetuses are usually wrong to kill. Now, this is getting more sophisticated. That is good. This is a complex issue. Sophistication helps. So um, beginning fetuses and embryos are biologically human organisms. They are not like random cells, blah, blah, blah. But the premise, all biological human organisms are usually wrong to kill, it's really where the, the action happens. Um, people kind of assume this is true, but here's the relevant question. Well, why are biological human organisms wrong to kill? What makes them wrong to kill? I mean, we already know that they're biologically human organisms, but why are they wrong to kill? There's a number of answers here. The most popular ones kind of come down to, well, we are wrong to kill because we are conscious. We are aware. We have feelings. We're aware of the world. If we are killed, that is sort of snuffed out. 
our futures that we are looking forward to, that we're working towards, um, that we will hopefully experience. We will not get to experience those sorts of things. So a variety of moral theories would explain it that way. This theory, this explanation or different versions of the explanation kind of boil down to, well, human beings, human organisms are wrong to kill when and because, ultimately because they're conscious beings. So what does that mean? Well, when they're not conscious beings, like when they're embryos or beginning fetuses, or at the other end, if they're like permanently comatose or in a permanent, um, you know, vegetative state or brain dead or something like that, then uh, it might not be wrong to kill them. So there's complications here. More explanation would be needed. But um, if you turn this argument into a syllogism again, you can see there's some complications here. Uh, the second premise, all biologically human organisms are usually wrong to kill, needs justification. Um, if you think it through, you might think, no, actually, that's false. Some biological human organisms are wrong to kill when they have various features that not all biological human organisms have. Um, but when they don't have it, uh, they're arguably permissible to kill. Okay, these are three simple arguments where the concept of a syllogism was uh, applied to. The arguments were stated as syllogisms. This can help us evaluate these arguments and move on to harder arguments or more sophisticated arguments. That would be good because people usually appeal to really simplistic arguments. And if we can see and explain and show why these simple arguments are bad arguments, they really are. That might help us um, move on to better arguments and help us make progress on these issues. Okay, I uh, hope this was interesting. Let me know what you think. Bye. Shortcast Club.